Hello and welcome to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. I'm your host Andy and I'm here for our divisional round review and our AFC Championship and NFC Championship preview. And I think we're all, we can all say we're still catching our breath from an amazing weekend of action. So I'm here with three guests you've seen on the podcast before. I'm here with George, Sam and Dre. How are you boys? Buzzing. Very well. Yeah, all good. All good, all good. Buzzing. Excited for this weekend, um, definitely. Ah, uh, I mean... Yeah. How good was last weekend? How good were those four games, boys? It's fair to say that, you know, in the however many years I've watched the NFL and, and seen what I've seen and been to games and all the rest of it, that was the best four games I've ever seen as part of the divisional round. Like, you have the underdogs winning, all bar one, technically. Um, but in the fashion that these teams won, and I mean, we'll obviously come to the the Bills game. But oh my god, I I I, I watched all the games. Right? My body clock is just gone. It's just out the window, completely finished. And after that Bills game, I stayed up another couple of hours just ranting through Twitter because Twitter was just on fire. Um, I can't complain. Can't complain. That was uh, yeah. Oh, mate, it was it was good. It was good. It was um, enjoyable to watch. Um, and I'll tell you what, I'm excited for these games. Um, it's now watching these games without any pressure because the Cardinals obviously aren't, aren't in it. So it's quite nice <laughs> just to sit back and, and watch this. And I'm sure we're going to go over a few sort of topics that, um, yeah, kind of tainted one of the games, but um, but still exciting nevertheless. Yeah, it was, it was to, to me, it was, it was like, it was, a, it was a, the coming of age of Josh Allen. Um, to me, because obviously, you know, you kind of expect a certain level from Patrick Mahomes, but like, you know, you know, just watching the game live, I was really, you know, completely blown away with the, I don't know, the the, the stature of of Josh Allen. So, you know, it was it, as 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 a, a whole weekend, it was amazing. You know, messed up my whole my whole body clock, as, as George was saying. Uh, but you know, it's definitely the best week of weekend of football I've ever had. Definitely by far. Yeah, it was just fantastic, and I think uh, we will go into that game later on. But probably it's the best game I've ever watched. It's always been for me for years. Um, the Eagles Pat Super Bowl, but I think that game for me just tops a lot. Um, but this first half is going to be covering the AFC side of things. So we will be pre- reviewing the AFC divisional round games, and then we'll be previewing the AFC championship game as well with our predictions as well. So um, we're winding all the way back to Saturday. Um, the first game was the Cincinnati Bengals beat the Tennessee Titans, which the Bengals won 19-16 thanks to a last-minute field goal from Evan McPherson. Uh, in this game itself, there was actually only one touchdown thrown, um, and it was Ryan Tannehill, but he also threw three interceptions, whilst Barrow threw for one. Um, the biggest stat we have to look at is, for me, the fact that Tannehill was sacked once, and Joe Burrow was sacked nine times and still won, uh, with Jeffrey Simmons getting three of those um, sacks, with people like AJ Brown and Jamar Chase dominating the game in the receiving yard side of things. Um, for me personally, this game, I think it did, for me, highlight the limitations of Ryan Tannehill because the fact that if you've been sacked nine times for less touch on passes only about 100 more passing yards and you still win the game and that thing shows that Tannehill being a Miami fan I know exactly what his limitations are but since come to Tennessee he really proved that he's doing well but I think this game proved to me that whilst he's a good quarterback I just don't think he's of that level to take them the next step. And I think that team is so good now, they need to take that next step in order to 
progress. But my, my only issue is who who can they get apart from the obvious like Russell Wilson and Aaron Rodgers? Who can they get in that's better than him that's actually available? So that's the issue they have at the moment, um, and also making sure Derrick Henry stays fit for the whole of next season. Uh, but yeah, we'll get yeah, we'll get your boys' thoughts on the game itself. Um, we'll go to um, you first, George. Uh, yes. What were your thoughts on the game overall um, between these two teams? Um, firstly, I knew the Bengals would win. Um, I made them my pick before before the game, and I, I had full confidence in them. I stayed in the flames because Joe Burrow and Chase, and and the thing is, they did they didn't have a good run game. Mixon didn't really do anything, like you said. There was only one touchdown thrown, um, but I just trusted that they knew what they were doing. Um, the Titans on the other side, you mentioned it. Henry came back, and obviously there was a lot of attention on that return as a king and whatnot. But he's got a metal plate and screws in his foot. He was nowhere near effective as what the normal Henry is, and no one could have expected him to be what he normally was. It's physically impossible, right? Tannehill is what you see is what you get. I know they managed that the number the AFC's number one seed, and I think they're zero three whilst they're the number one um, number one seed in the AFC. And obviously they lost that game thanks to Evan McPherson. But for me, Tannehill. He's not an elite quarterback. When they have a strong run game, things could clearly go their way because obviously you can do the play action and you can fall defenses. Um, but when you start the game with an interception, a clear and obvious, obvious interception with your first throw of the game, I'm sorry, but it can only end one way. And I know it was close. Um, but my take is I just don't think, I don't think the Titans have to choke, right? They've been, I've mentioned it, they've been the number one AFC's uh, seed for th- three times now, and they're 0 3 in all of them. The Bengals, uh, this is their first um, road playoff win. They've been 0 7 prior to Joe Burrow stepping in and, and you know, changing the game, potentially about to make it to the, I don't know, maybe going to the Super Bowl. And, you know, he's rewriting history. It's, it's happened that quickly. The Bengals weren't a team that anybody cared about or anybody feared, right? They've always had Joe Mixon. They draft um, Joe Burrow and his teammate, Jamar Chase, from LSU. And all of a sudden, they have transformed their team. Obviously, defense on that side as well. Um, it was a great game. To, I think it was the first game. It was the first game of the, of the four. Great game to open up um, a lot of action, interceptions. They need to address, before I let you, before I, you guys take over, they need to address that O-line. If you want to keep Joe Burrow for, for however many years to come, I mean, he already done one ACL, right? He's about to do his other one if he continues to get sacked like that. You cannot be sacked nine times. It's just not on. It's not on. Yeah, it was incredible, really. That Titans defense, what more could they have done? They did so well. They, you know, they sack anyone nine times and not win a game. It's just, they, they must have walked away from that game so frustrated because they, like, Danique Altry was involved. Obviously, Jeffrey Simmons was the main guy. Just an exceptional performance, and sadly for them, they didn't win. So it's um, it is really interesting. Not to Tannehill. He threw. For, I think it was his first throw of the first half. He, he interception first throw of the second half, and his last throw of the second half. So it was yeah, it's quite extraordinary how that happened because he's been fairly inconsistent all year round, really. So it's um, it's interesting what they'll do next season and how they perform after this mm. after this game. Um, Sam and Dre, what were your final thoughts on, on this game? I don't think they should be burying Tannehill as much. I think last year everyone was... We've seen the difference in the Tannehill that was playing in Miami and Tannehill that's obviously playing down at Tennessee. So I don't think you can put it all on him. He's used to having the balance of a fit Derek Henry. Um, I was going to say his name has literally just popped out of my head, but the backup that was there, you know, he'd done done himself Um, service as well. Coleman. Coleman. And I thought he'd done done all right, but I think just 
when you're in a game like that and the first thing you do is throw an interception, we're all human. So like, your mindset is just going to like deflate. You already got big bubble, big build up and that bubble came in real quick, right? So um, I'm not entirely sure that we can sort of go put it on him, lose your best player. They've missed a double threat in the fact that they had AJ Brown. Julio Jones hasn't been Julio Jones. So I think he's kind of missed that. So yes, you can have the O-line. You, 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 I think you can get away with an average O-line if you've still got the the, the weapons there and, and a, Derek, a, a fully fit Derek Henry. It doesn't matter what O-line you put in front. And if that's you're used to playing that way, to then try and sort of change it all up at, at that point. And the Bengals were on fire. I'm sorry. that we, you know, We're going to hear our picks. And I, I had the Bengals going... Um, some some way in in this sort of championship, I'm probably going to extend their their lifeline at the moment just because of how how they've been playing. So I don't think they can jump the gun again. Tennessee Titan fans, be happy. I, <laughs> I, I think um you know to be honest with you like it's I'm just, I'll come back to the Burrow thing first of all. That with the Burrow with, with um, Joe Burrow, I think that he got sacked. That he gets sacked a lot because he does actually encourage, you know, contact because he um, obviously a he likes to be this like you know gunslinger who's not afraid of contact and tough guy type of stuff and then, obviously this has been coming in his rookie year and I think you guys will remember there's a clip when he was mic'd up where the referees were like go down make sure you go down like this is in his rookie year and he said like, yes I definitely will and then he still has his style of of just waiting too long or holding holding on to the boot the ball too long and then getting sacked and at some point what will happen is obviously it's going to be you know it's not going to end well uh for him so i think especially when you when you're playing in these these types of uh, these types of games where you know people's livelihoods and positions and jobs are on the line you know it's not like the regular season where you know you can kind of forgive certain things like people remember long long for a long long time if you you know miss a tackle or, or you know you know, you don't do your job. Obviously, you get cut, you know, the next game. So, I think he has to kind of bear in mind, obviously, just getting rid of the ball as quickly as he possibly can because, obviously, that's how Tom Brady has lasted as long as he has. Um, I think when it comes to Tannehill, he shouldn't really be getting any type of flat because then the days that he's performing the best of his ability, it's the same, same type of thing as, as Jimmy Garoppolo, where it's just like you're expecting him to do certain things that that's not the plan. They're, they're a run-first team. You know, and and to be honest with you, you know, them bringing back Derrick Henry, although he's the, the big name and obviously people are, are aware of that, obviously there's a lot of pressure for him to be able to kind of run the ball as 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 well as he normally would. But, you know, in uh, uh, when he first comes back from injury in a, such a high pressure game, because the backup I can't remember his name, um, he was actually technically statistically more efficient than Derrick Henry was. Um, so, if anything, they, I think them switching back to Derrick Henry and giving Derrick Henry more touches was pretty much part of the downfall because Derrick Henry is rusty because obviously he hasn't had contact with other, other, you know, other players for such a long. And there's no no such thing as like full term full fitness like football fitness. So therefore, I think there's an amalgamation of loads of different things that happen. Obviously, it didn't help that Tannehill with his first throw through an interception, um, but you know, it didn't come to anything. You know, to, to, from my knowledge, um, but yeah, I think I think there's amalgamation of different things. But just the rush to get Derek Henry back in as the, as the savior was part of the actual wrong downfall and the wrong play call. I think personally, 
Yeah, and fair play to Bengals, their first AFC Championship game since the 80s. Uh, and someone who went to see and play in London against the Rams three years ago when they were the worst team in the league. Um, it just shows, you know, the great, the great, thing about, great thing about the NFL, the fact that a team can be rubbish like they were and just takes one or two good draft picks to change all that. So well done to the Bengals. And hopefully they can get the win on the weekend. Um, speaking of that, they will, be playing, they will be playing the Kansas City Chiefs on the AFC Championship game after an amazing, amazing game, which finished in overtime. Uh, it was ended up being 42-36 to the Chiefs as they beat the Buffalo Bills, a game that saw multiple lead changes after the two-minute warning. Um, so it was 29-26 to Buffalo with one minute 54 remaining. It was 33-29 to the Chiefs with one minute and zero two remaining then it was 36 33 to the bills with 13 seconds left amazingly with 13 seconds left got into field goal range they got the field goal from harrison butker and then travis kelsey caught the game-winning uh, touchdown in overtime in this game gable davis will have the best ever performance for not winning a game he had four touchdowns and 201 receiving yards uh, tyree gill had had 150 yards kelsey had 96 Mahomes and Josh, Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes were both the leading rushers and both threw for over 300 yards and Mahomes had three touchdowns and Allen had four. I mean, what a game. That that game will go down in years in years and years time as one of the all-time classics. I mean, it was just... Defensively, it wasn't a great showing for me, the team, but offensively, I think this game will bring a lot of neutrals. I think a lot of neutrals will watch this game and it may... Actually, because I've had a few friends of mine, I've sort of sent the link on to them and said to them, please watch this. Even though they're not NFL fans, I've still have sent many friends the link to the YouTube highlights because it's that good. I think neutrals can easily be, you know, get into the NFL through this game. Um, but yeah, your thoughts on this game. I'll go to you first, Sam. Um, what were your thoughts overall on how good this game was and the performances of both teams? It, it was a crying shame it wasn't the Super Bowl. In short, um, it had everyone on on the edge of their seat, and it it shows you the talent. um, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, but interestingly, is actually now it's been broken down a little bit more, and we're hearing sort of the mic the mic'd up um, things off the field. Is is how good Travis Kelsey is at at reading the defense and reading what to what to actually do. And again, this is. I guess a bit of credit to Andy Reid as well that he actually trusts his players to go out and make these decisions because between him, Mahomes and Tyreek Hill putting together, look, this is what's going to happen. This will, this is what we need to get into certain positions, obviously for that, that field goal was unreal. Like that's, that is, that is a team that is literally singing from the same hymn sheet like, and actually trust each other to do that. It's two time and time again. And I'll probably talk about, one of Dre's favourite players in, in Odell Beckham, like, you're not going to get that with Odell. You know, Odell just want to try and do his own thing and, and probably not all follow the script and what he's been doing. He probably wouldn't be able to fit into a system like that. But overall, honestly, it's a great game, but we have to talk about overtime. Right? Yeah, that was my not... that was my question. <laughs> it's a, I mean, there's been, there was a talk around it years ago when the Chiefs lost to the Pats in the, a, in the AUC Championship game I think it was a 2018, 2019 season. And there was talk there. And also, I think the Chiefs tried to get a change to have one possession each. That's been the biggest sort of, um, the biggest sort of um, thing from NFL fans. They, they've all been saying, just give each team's, both teams, one possession each and see what happens. I mean, Cal Brandt made an excellent point, I thought, 
on good morning football saying that maybe they should have just one one quarter they'll have like just 10 minutes and just see what happens at the end albeit that may still end in a tie and may have to go further on but um what what are your guys thoughts on that how would you would you keep the rules as they are or would you potentially look to change it and if so how we'll go to you first Drake. Um, I, I think regarding, you know, now that I've had time to kind of think about it, I think that it, the fairest way is, is, is to do that where you actually have an extra quarter. And then if it's still a tie, then it should be up to field goals. You know, so whoever misses, you know, loses. So it should be from, you know, obviously a normal, like a punt, keep on going until, until someone misses and then that's it. Because the thing is that you can't, Keep obviously, you know, after uh, having the players on for, for such a long time, people are tired, you know, towards the end of that game, especially with, with, with the Bills. But I would say this is that another way of thinking is that if they'd have just like punted the ball, um, not punted the ball, but like, you know, uh, um, basically just kicked the ball out to so the um, uh, Chiefs can have a you know, start from the 20 yard line, that would have hit the clock enough for them to be able to. You know, win the game because there's no way that that would happen. Like, yeah, that the funny thing is, is that I think with the with the uh, the first try uh, for for the return punt was um, would have been more advantageous to them. I, th- I can't remember what, what what the flag was. Someone's holding or something. Oh uh, yeah, mm. I this have forgotten what it is, but I know which one you're yeah. on about. Yeah, there was a holding for the first one because remember you only got to the forty yard line. Um, you know, first of all. And then, and then the second one—that's when he ran all the way near the near the, uh, near the in in their mm. own territory. I just think that 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 tactic there. I mean, hey, how are they supposed to know? There's only so many seconds left. They, you know, we was calling the game already. We was just like celebrating Josh Allen, and Josh Allen was hugging on the sidelines like like it was done. I think everyone in the stadium thought it was done. But the the, the problem is, is that I I think that the the first touchdown by Tariq Hill that completely broke the spirit of of all the defensive backs from the Bills and then literally they just was not able to be able to cope after that and I think it just like just went into like a, a daze because it wasn't the normal team that we know with such a stout defence especially the, the you know the two at the back um, I can't think of the names at the moment sorry it's just, we were we're, our our, uh, our schedules is, is, is making my brain just go go a bit frizzy but um, but yeah I, I, I do think it's if you look at the finer details, and if you can pinpoint, you know, pick at anything, it would have been a decision not to run down the clock as much as possible. And I think moving forward, people are going to think, you know what, I'm not taking anything to chance. I'm going to make sure that I run down this clock as long as possible. Yeah, fair play. And a question for you, uh, George, is obviously mm-hmm. been talked this week about Brady and Rogers retiring. Um, obviously. We'll get onto them in the second half, but they both obviously they've both been knocked out of the playoffs now. And there's big talk, particularly of Brady retiring and Rogers. No one knows what's happening with him. If them two, you know, they are going to retire in the next two or three years, regardless. So when that when that day comes and they're both out of the league, will these two be the, the next Manning Brady? Do you think Mahomes and Josh Allen will be sort of known as the best two? Because me personally, I mean, Burrow's been good, Herbert's been good, Lamar Jackson's very good. I think these two are just showing this game. They're just levels above everyone else. And they're just, I think, I think personally they're going to be the, the new sort of duo, the new sort of rivalry in the league. That's going to be every year they're going for eight to championship games and stuff like that. Do you agree? Mm. Do you think these two are just the absolute best Barmar out of the other 
remaining quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, you named you the five quarterbacks in total: Lamar, Burrow, um, Herbert, and then Mahomes and Josh Allen. They are the future of the NFL, essentially, and it's already been dubbed this this Chiefs and Bills because it's got. I mean, don't forget these guys are still young. Um, they've been already dubbed the new Brady and, and, and Brady and Manning era. Obviously, we still have Aaron Rodgers, and he won't be with the Packers more than likely next season, but. Brady, what Brady, I'm not entirely sure what Brady does. You know, he's talking about Giselle, his wife, not wanting him to play and everything else. But, and he is getting on. Um, but I think we're in good, we, I think we are in good hands. We're in good hands. I mean, yeah. based off the back of that game. And the thing is, I will say it, I think this Josh Allen and the Mahomes rivalry will be better than what we've seen with the Manning and Brady, purely because of the style of football. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's absolutely, it's thrilling football. It's entertaining. It's guys that are running out of the pocket, doing crazy things. Mahomes doing his new no-look passes and sidearm passes and Josh Allen with the cannon down the field, like, and his run game. I mean, there's no disrespect to Brady and Manning. Obviously, they're great. And Manning, in, in particular, being a Colts fan. But what we're, what we're witnessing is the new brand of football. And obviously, you, you still have the other three quarterbacks um, that you've mentioned. So it's only going to get better from here. Only going to get better. Yeah, I seem to remember when, you know, after Lamar Jackson got MVP, everyone was saying back then, is that the new Manning Brady? And that hasn't really worked out so far due to a lot of injuries for the Ravens. So I will say the only thing I can see stopping this is, you know, if the Bills lose Brian Dayballs, the OC, if the enemy leaves the Chiefs, it's interesting to see how they'll do after that. So but I think personally they're both so talented. They both, it doesn't matter who's their OC, uh, they'll still do well. I mean, Manning made Adam Gase look good, so um, it proves that it is about the fullback sometimes more than the coordinator. Um, quickly on your point, and before we do go on to our predictions, um, you mentioned before about that should have been the Super Bowl. There's been also been talks this week about should you just have the best 14 teams, regardless of conference, play in the playoffs, and then the best two teams meet, whether that's two NFC teams, whether that's two AFC teams. Do you think that could be a way forward to ensure games like this could be in the Super Bowl? Oh, that's tricky. I see why you say it because obviously you have games, uh, teams that are amazing in, in, the, in the same division, same conferences, and obviously at the minute they can't technically can't play each other because of the way it's set up. Um, I don't know. Uh, obviously, you want the best football, but I'm not entirely sure how that would work. I mean, if you just stick, so you're suggest stick the fourteen best teams and whoever comes out of the last two play each other. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what's being talked about this week, and I, I'm sort of, off, I'm on tour for it, but I also like, hmm. I do like the way it is. I don't think if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think the way the playoffs are, yeah, I think it's pretty fine. I quite, I quite like, I quite, I get it, and I'm, I'm, I'm for it because obviously it's entertaining football. But I'm quite happy with the way it is. I think yeah, I'm quite. Happy I play with the it. same. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you think, Sam? Um, yeah, I don't think you change the playoffs. I think the playoffs is kind of like a bit of reward to the teams that have got there. Like it's a big deal to get to, to the off season, and I don't think why you would change it just for the NFL when every other part of American football has playoffs, even through sort of the college and then every other sort of sporting event that they have in in the states. So I don't think you want to. Don't think you necessarily need to to change that. As I say, I think it's more the the uh, overtime rules. I think you keep the same throughout the season, but in the playoffs. I, just, I think it's just a nasty way to go. Like, at least be able to answer it back. So, listen, if if, if the team goes on and then literally goes and scores a touchdown on their their first drive, as it as it were, um, then at least the team should the opposite team should have the chance to answer it back and retaliate. And if they don't get it and they're stopped straight away, then they're stopped straight away. Like it's mm. it's just, it's as simple as that. But not to not be able to hand the ball to the opposite team because of a coin toss. 
I think it's just not not the way to go. But the fourteen teams, no. Just, I just wanted to quickly touch just on on uh, Mahomes and, and Allen. I hope, I hope that even though they're getting these big contracts, they do a Brady and put some of that money back into their protection because that's that is the longevity of Brady. Let's not forget that he knew he was earning a lot of money. Not to mention, obviously, yes, he's got a superstar uh, model back home to earn their own uh, their own coin. <laughs> but I'm saying at the same at the same time, you need to protect yourself. And I do worry about some of these young younger players that are like we're we're in it for a short time, you know, not a long time. Let me earn as much money as possible. But I think for a QB, it's got to be a little bit different. And I do imagine that we'll probably have a couple of new people in the next couple of years that will probably actually touch this if for anyone that watches their college ball. Andre, what are your um, cat's thoughts on, on this? Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, you can see the battle that I'm having here. Uh, it's, 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 for some reason, every time I think it's you, Andy. Every time I'm on the pod with you, they decide that they want to join in. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I think... have a cat person, so maybe they just is drawn to my love of cats because they always <laughs> decided to make a little uh, guest appearance. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with, with, with Sam regarding. You know, uh, well, all of you really basically about the the actual new school. How exciting it is to be able to have all of these guys. You know, to be able to look forward to watching for a long time. I personally are tired of, of you know the Brady and Aaron Rodgers saga every single season. And is it, you know as much as I love Aaron Rodgers, it's like it's boring now. You know you're staying in Green Bay. You know you're going to come back, and it's just about money. You know, um, the you Brady. Think, stuff you think he's coming boring. back? I think so. It's the I think same thing back. every year. It's the same thing. He he has the same formula as as um, you know um, his predecessor before. It's just like I think it's the same. Yeah, Yeah. same drawn out Mm. thing every single time. ESPN camped out on their lawn just seeing if they're going to come back. So (laughs) it's 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 exciting to be able to have new guys involved. I don't think well, you know, no one's going to have the type of money that that Brady has, you know, as disposal, so he can kind of you know, sacrifice for himself for, for the team. I think that it's going to go down to, to old school, traditional, making sure that, the, you know, the GM does his job, making sure that he keeps the right players in the right, you know, um, on the right contracts, using all the cap space as possible. But it's really exciting. I think the future is, it, it, I've never seen a time more exciting than now. I look forward to next season, like you know, like none other. Yeah, and you know, if a certain person is okay to play next year, add him in as well. That's an amazing array of quarterbacks we've got in the league. So, um, yeah, exciting times, exciting times. Right, so we are now going to go on to the decision time. The um, the crunch time, this is the big part of the year, the AFC Championship game. Cincinnati Bengals travel to Arrowhead to play the Kansas City Chiefs. For, for a spot to play in the Super Bowl. I mean, the Bengals haven't been here since losing to the 49ers twice in the 80s. The Chiefs haven't been here since 12 months ago. So it's clear to see who's got the more experience of recent note. But anything can happen in the playoffs, as we saw on the weekend just gone. Now, for me, for this game, I've got a, down as a Chiefs win. I've got a 30-17 win. I think the Bengals is a great story. I think... It's been really good to see what they've done, despite no one thought they'd even make it to the playoffs, let alone, you know, do what they've done. And I think that they'll give them a good game. I think they their offense proved that against the Titans. But I just think personally the Chiefs, you know, they they showed you know, that they're truly back on the weekend just gone. And I just think that it's probably for me one game too far for the Bengals. And that's why I've got the Chiefs winning. Before I do carry on, I will go through our predictions 
from the last round. Um, so I was with Fred and Adam from the Franchise Tag Podcast, as well as Freddie Harper-Davis um, in this thing. So um, Freddie Harper-Davis had uh, one right. He had the rounds beating the Buccaneers. Uh, Adam from the Franchise Tag had two rights. So he had the Chiefs and the Bengals winning. Uh, whereas um, Freddie from the franchise tag had one, whereas I had the Bengals and the Chiefs winning. And just to um, not to gloat here, I did my, my score prediction was 45 42 to the Chiefs. So I was fairly close in my predictions, but mm. just not quite. I got 42 just for the, just for the wrong team. Um, Sam, <laughs> what, what are you saying for this game? What are your predictions for this game? I'm all in with the Bengals. <laughs> I, actually, I actually am all in with the Bengals. And oh. it's, do you know what? It's for the same reason that Dre has been all in with the 49ers up to this point as well. It's just that <laughs> that bit of form that's coming. And they're just they're just out there having fun. There's no pressure. They, 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 could, they could get absolutely obliterated in this game and their fans would still be celebrating of getting this far. Mm. And it, but, it, but there's a few, and I don't know if you've seen it, it's come out about um, the coaches at LSU that told uh, Jamal Chase that he would never make it as a wide receiver. So he's got a lot. To, he's just sitting there. He's just sitting there like, OK, all right, I'll show you what I can do. And obviously now I think that, um, yeah, we'll do him a favour. Plus, the Chiefs going into overtime, that was a that was a game that would have taken a lot out of every single one of their people in that roster. And I say the Bengals... You know what it's you know what it's about. <laughs> it's coming, it's coming. So yeah, uh, yeah I think I'm I'm all in. And if if I had Andre's lock, it would be I'd be on it right now. You know you're locking. Four. Yeah. Wow, wow. locking it in. Wow. <laughs> what's your what's the score prediction you're going for, Sam? Oh no, I can't do scores. Can't do me doing that. I will say this. Podcast. <laughs> I, I will I will I will say this. I will say this. I think the Bengals win by field goal. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll take that. I'll take really? that. Agreed. I mean, I'm going to be him earlier in this morning. season. So, so for me, um, I've maintained the whole stay in the flames and I love everything that the Bengals are doing and Joe Burrow and the smoking guns. And I think they're, they're a better receiving core opposed to the Chiefs. I know they have Tyreek Hill and I know they have Kelsey, but the Bengals have a triple-headed threat with... Tyler Boyd, Higgins, and Jamar Chase. They got two over a thousand yard rushers on their squad. Then they got tight end CJ Zama. If Joe Mixon shows up and they can run the ball even better. So, again, Sam said the Kansas City game was, I mean, you saw Mahomes at the end of that game when he walked to shake Josh Allen's hand. The guy was absolutely done. Like, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if they thought they were going to win, but he was spent. So, for those reasons, I'm going to go with my gut. And I'm sticking with the Bengals, man. Oh, I'm oh, staying oh, in them oh, flames. Oh. And again, I'm going Evan McPherson to win the game with a field goal, 33 to 30. Wow. I mean, that's a good point wow. about the fact he's exhausted because, of course, his games were played on a Saturday and the Bengals did play on a Saturday where the Chiefs played in the Sunday and in overtime. So there is that as well. You look into it. I mean, it's next day's rest, and that is crucial for NFL, especially in these sort of crunch times. I mean, I'm hoping the Bengals, when I really... I mean, for me, I'm... Not the big. I think Burrow's too co- too cocky for a guy in the <laughs> NFL. I, there's something about I can't quite get on board with. But I, I really hate Tyreek Hills even more. So um, I'm all for the Bengals winning. Um, and finally, Trey, what are your predictions for this game? All right. Well, uh, I think the fairy tale is over now. 
And um, oh. you know, I, you know what? I am. I I love the fact that the Bengals are, you know, making football more interesting. Or it's definitely on the AFC side. Um, and it's a shame that this wasn't, you know, the the last game with the, with the you know, between them and the Bills wasn't the uh, the conference final, effectively, mm. you know, um, because I think that deserved deserved to be that, if not the Super Bowl. But um, no, I think they, I, I think these guys are a world or a machine. I keep on betting against them, or or because I think that they are not betting against them, but because because they're so good, you just like kind of think, oh, you got, I always root for the underdog against them. Uh, and but I think with the Chiefs, are just a very good, exciting team. And I think if you've got a team with any team with Tyreek Hill in it, I'm not betting against uh, any team uh, with uh, with Patrick Mahomes in it. I'm not betting against. Uh, so I'm going to go with the Chiefs score. I'm going to go with like maybe 20, 23, 10. Oh, wow. yeah, it's going to be a beating. Yeah. Yeah, these guys ain't messing around. Like you know, they, like, <laughs> I, gonna, I, I predicted that they were losing in the, in the final in the Super Bowl, but but they, yeah, they're gonna give they're gonna give them a beating because I think that they, the Bengals beat them before when they were off form, and I think that people were kind of you know getting gassed and, and saying okay, well they could do it again. It's like you got to remember like these, these guys were off form. Patrick Mahomes was getting a lot of pressure. I think their players missing. I think that they are so close to be able to regaining what they think is their rightful crown. They're going to handle the Bengals. But but it's a nice story for the Bengals, mm. but it ends it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great point you make because let's, let's see why 12 months ago to the last season where the Buccaneers lost two games in the regular season to the Saints, quite convincingly lost as well. But come the playoffs, come the crunch time, the Buccaneers got it done. And I think, you know, it's the same thing here. I think the Chiefs had the struggle start of the year. Uh, you know, I, I made a public on Twitter this week when I was in Talksport Two, how I was back in the Chiefs all those weeks ago, and they've just done it in the crunch time, like the Patriots all those years did. You know, got got in good form in December, November time, and it's proving again. It's a shame for me that you know, as a, as a Dolphins fan in the AFC, we just got rid of Brady, and now Mahomes is here. So it's um, seems never ending amount of elite quarterbacks. In I wish. Allen and Mahomes could just move to the NFC for a few years to give maybe other teams <laughs> a chance. But the thing um, is, the the other thing is, it just it, again, if you're an AFC fan, it just tells you how far you have to go to mm-hmm. if, to even dream about competing. Like like me, prime example, Colts fan. All the Colts fans are like, well, <laughs> we got zero chance if we're going to have to compete at that kind of level, play that kind of football, show up that many times, and execute like those two teams did. Yeah, we got a long way to go. Well, it's the exact same thing as me. I mean, I've been back mm. and forth on two the whole year. Everyone who's a regular listener will know my thoughts on him and how back and forth I've been on him all year. And I think this can prove that, yeah, he could be good in a good system. But I think there's not many callbacks that are going to be on that level. And I think it's going to take a lot for, for teams to get on the same level as the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, again, with salary cap, maybe in a few years, the teams might get torn apart. But as you were saying, Maybe they'll do a Brady and, and lower their lower their contract. Especially with Mahomes already having his, you know, eggs in the baskets of, you know, the, the Kansas City Royals and the, the MLS team as well. You know, he's got other business things as well. So maybe he will, um, like Brady and same as Josh Allen, take a pay cut after his first, you know, three or four years of his of the contract they've currently got. So um, yeah, fingers crossed to make more part of the league. That is the case. But yeah, that has been the first part of our um our AFC. Championship 
preview. And we are going to head over to the NFC Championship. Before we go, thank you once again for Andre, Sam and George for being a part of the podcast. Thanks for having us. Cheers, guys. No problem. Anytime, man. Anytime. So before heading to um, and, and sorry, sorry, can I just say this? One, um, <laughs> is this the second anniversary of Kobe Bryant passing. So you mm-hmm. know, rest in peace to him and Gigi. And second of all, Brian Flores, please do the right thing and come to the Giants. You're more than welcome in our in, in, in at the Big Blue. Revive what the a, sleeping giant. What, a, wait, what a waste of podcast that was talking about Brian Flores. But uh, yeah, <laughs> rest boy, in peace, Kobe Bryant. Yeah, it's going to happen, my friend. Yeah, it's gonna happen. I, and I now that the uh, Cardinals' wheels have fallen off, um, you know it, it, it's, it's definitely time for for the Giants to come back. Mate, so I can you are the new, you're the new you're the new Browns, time. mate. You're the new Browns. Let it go. That's, that's, that's fine. Talking better in the studio now, Andy. <laughs> well, I think this. I think there's talk of the Sean Watson going to the Giants now. I think Flores might. Oh, don't no, 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 no. We can't have that. We cannot have that. I know oh, he likes blowing for. Nah, no, 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 no. Ain't got. No. We can't have that. I, th- I think. Yeah, you know what? A couple of pieces away. See, Andy knows. Couple of pieces away, and then we'll, oh, then we'll see. Yeah. End this pod now. oh gosh but yeah so let's head to part two but before we do that let's hear from friend of the show nat coombs hey gang nat here favor to ask we are up for an award yep it took me a while to uh, work out quite how the hell that happened but we are the sports podcast awards no less we are nominated in unsurprisingly the nfl category for best nfl pod how about that how about that so help us out please if you can if you got i reckon it takes about 45 seconds that's my guess to head on over to sportspodcastawards.com you got to register register your email and vote for us as your favorite nfl show it's going to help us because quite frankly we like a bit of chest puffing but also if we win that award we think we've got a better shot of getting drew lock Joe Judge, maybe even Urban Meyer on the show next season. And that is on which list for next season, as you all well know. So head on over to sportspodcastawards.com, sportspodcastawards.com, and vote for the show. Appreciate it. So thank you, Nat, for that message. And do, if you can, do give that link a try and do give it a vote. Um, so we are now on part two, and we are, for our part two, joined by a returning guest. So our returning guest is um, Sam Moores. How have you been, mate? Uh, I've been good. This, I mean, a lot of that has happened in the NFL since I joined, uh, since I last came around in December. Trust me, God. I mean, you know, there's talk about Tom Brady retiring. There's all this stuff. I'm like, whoa, what's that on you? I mean, coaches firing, surprise coaches firing. But I mean, yeah, I'm good. I mean, football, just what a weekend we just had. What a weekend. It's been, oh, I, mean, I watched talk- every single game, loved it. <sighs> We're talking about it in in uh, part one. I was saying that it's probably the best game I've seen ever, ever. I think a lot of people were saying that as well. It's just I think we're not going to get better than that in terms of you know sometimes you have two to four games be good or three to four, one of the four. But in this case, all four had amazing endings. I mean the Packers Forty yeah. Nineers won. It wasn't a classic until until that um, incident with the, with the block punt. But uh, even then, had such had a good ending with with the last second field goal. So. I don't think I think it's probably unfortunately peaked for the season. I don't think we're going to get a AFC NFC Championship game or Super Bowl itself 
are going to be as good as that, especially that Bills Chiefs game. That that was wow, <laughs> truly exceptional, wasn't it? That was just uh, I'm still getting my breath back from that. It's it's incredible how that game went, really. Well, it's just like it's the fact that there was two touchdowns in the last 13 seconds. Oh, not touchdowns, yeah. obviously, but it was two because it was a Butker field goal, wasn't it? But it was the fact that there was 10 points in the last 13 seconds of that yeah. game. Crazy. You know what I mean, that's just that is just that's ten points scored like that, and then um, yeah, it's just like it was. What was it? It was going into the two minute warning at half time. It was seven seven, mm. and what was it? Forty two thirty six in the end. Yeah, there was like something like thirty odd points scored in the but after two minute warning and overtime. It it was incredible. It was yeah. It was just I think Mahomes throw for one hundred and seventy seven yards. In yeah, that's that's just in that in the two in minute warning. Absolutely, yeah, um, but yeah, you, you mentioned surprise coach firings. Obviously, we're both Dolphins fans, and we obviously when you last yeah, on the pod, we were in a good <laughs> run when you last came on the pod, and then it seemed obviously that lost Tennessee and then the win against the Patriots. Um, obviously, I made my feeling clear on, on the dismissal of Brian Flores as our head coach. Uh, how what, were your, what was your reaction when you heard the news about him getting fired? I mean, honestly, I was shocked. I was genuinely shocked. I was like, okay, what's going on here? Wow. Because um, I was at work and I just got a notification on my watch and I was like, um, why have you fired Byron Flores? I had a feeling something was coming because wasn't it like the week before the Jim Harbour um, rumours came out? It was like, oh, okay, he might leave Michigan yeah, for the NFL. Yeah, that um, right, and then, yeah. yeah, that was about a week before and I was like, okay, this sounds a bit... And there was the instant link to Miami and obviously I don't think we're going to hire Jim Harbour because... No, me neither. Ross no. came out and said it. But it's like that those rumours came out and I was like, okay, this is a bit suspicious. Bear in mind the team's on a win streak and stuff. So I was like, yeah, surely they can't do it. Surely they can't do it. Because bear in mind we were on, you know, yeah, we just had two winning seasons back to back. Yeah. It's not many teams do that unless it's, you know, the Chiefs, the Seahawks, the Patriots, etc. You know what I mean? Like those teams that have had back, I mean, Steelers, for example, Mike Tomlin's never had a losing season. It's like, it's that, yeah, there are established franchises that do that quite a lot, but the Dolphins don't do that. They haven't done that for yeah. years. And, you know, um, so it shows that Flores could coach a football team. The only problem I would say is, and the reason why I'm not too bothered about it is relationships. That is that, mm-hmm. I've heard that word everywhere with Brian Flores. It's like, he, we've heard that he had a, you know, it was a power struggle between him and Chris Greer. We've heard, obviously, the fact that him and Tua didn't get on, which I can believe, by the way, because the way he tre- uh, treated Tua in the first place was ridiculous. And then, um, yeah, we had, uh, you know, th- th- there's loads of rumours about him, you know, basically interfering with the media and, you know, all these kind of things as well. And I'm just like, wow, mm. okay. Um, yeah, I, I, at the time I was angry. Now, honestly, I'm not too bothered. I, I, <laughs> I think it's probably a good thing, everything that's come out. Obviously, you... The things that come out afterwards, you can't always believe, and they're not, you know, out there to put one side of the story um, straight on the other one. I mean, just basically, the fact Chris Greer is there is interesting. He's, uh, I mean, mm. yeah, he had a good draft class, but the one before it was, tre- was dreadful. Like, other than Raekwon Davis and uh, maybe Robert, uh, Robert Hunt, you know, Igbenogany, Jackson, Tua still has questions. It, that draft class was terrible, but yeah, I personally, I want. Brian Dable, just because he's worked with Tua before, but I also quite like Mike McDaniel. I think he's <laughs> that is my choice. That I mean, yeah. I'd, have, I'd have Harbaugh and Heartbeat, but if him or yeah. um, a certain coach will mention in a minute who's just left uh, the Saints, apart from them two, I'd have Mike McDaniel. I think that Dable, I wouldn't mind because he's obviously the offense has been electric for Buffalo Bills his last mm. two years. Um, but I just think there's something about Mike McDaniel. I, when you watch him talking, for me, 
he seems very, very McVeigh-like, and I think he's off that McVeigh tree. I mean, he's, I think, he'd be my choice if it wasn't Harbour, but um, like, I wouldn't be against um, against Abel. I mean, the favourite at the moment is Vance Joseph. He's been sort of the bookies yeah. for a while now. Um, I'm trying to find, I found earlier on um, the rumours about Dayborn, who he's going to bring in as his OC and DC and stuff like that. Um, I'm struggling to find it at the moment. Um, I wasn't um, expecting this, this chat to come up. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's all right. It's, um, yeah, it's, I don't think it'll be Vance Joseph. I don't know if you saw, but they said that they're doing a second round of interviews. Um, they just announced it a couple of hours ago. And then I think they've brought, the three they've announced for the second round were uh, Dable, McDaniel, but also Kellen Moore. So Vance right, Joseph, okay. Joseph, yeah, so oh, far has not got if, a second interview. If, if it's <laughs> Kellen Moore, I'd be. I'd be outraged. <laughs> I think that, but, that I mean, is, the, yeah, the 49ers, that's proved it. I'm oh, sorry, you just... Oh, oh, broke up then. I, was a bit... <laughs> I thought you had to say something. I do apologise. No, no, um, it was this one, yeah. But yeah, I, I think that for me, I, I think I don't, I don't think Kellen Moore should be anywhere near our head coaching role. I mean, he, no. I, I, I never thought that the Dallas offence was... And I know they had some record about 20 or 21 or 20 different touchdown scores the year but I don't know there would only be two playoff teams I just I don't know there's something about them I didn't feel what's right right I think their defense for me was was excellent I think Dan Quinn is someone I wouldn't mind because he's got previous head coaching experience and he got the Falcons to yeah. Super Bowl even if they did choke but I, I, I never thought the offense was was that I I, I never really have been convinced by Kellen Moore personally um I don't no, I don't know why I agree. <laughs> so much head coaching hype I think it's just because he's a cowboy you know I think that Probably is the reason. Um, but yeah, talking of head coaches, uh, news came out since actually, I think, I believe since yesterday, yesterday's recording of part one, uh, where Sean Payton has left the New Orleans Saints after 16 years. Um, I, I mean, this is what I hope for the Saints. They firstly lose Drew Brees last year. Um, and then obviously, Sean Payton had that year with Tatum Hill, Jason Winston, many different quarterbacks. And it seems like he's personally just had enough and I don't know whether he's going to retire I don't know whether there's a lot of, a lot of talk about Dallas wanting him I think Jerry Jones wanted him back in 2019 which would have been mm. a way 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 much better appointment than Mike McCarthy because simply yeah. he is I've never I've, I've never liked even the Packers I never liked the Packers I thought he was very mediocre so um, I think that I'll be absolutely home if they can get um Sean Payton in, but I do feel he's either going to retire or going to TV. I think that's probably his seemingly next route. Yeah, uh, I find it interesting how the film, the Netflix film of Kevin James, is oh, coming out on Friday and he retired that. in that week. I refuse to watch <laughs> that film. It looks dreadful. Yeah, I mean, I, it, oh yeah, it does look dreadful. But I just, you know, maybe it's like a PR stunt. I mean, obviously it's not. But like, um, yeah, I was shocked. I mean, that Saints job is probably. Other than the fact that they've got you know a good defense, it's probably the least appealing job because you don't have a quarterback. You're seventy four million pounds in debt in cap space, Massive. so that's that. It's ridiculous, isn't it? So, um, I think do you know what I think the perfect person for that job would have been Dan Campbell. You know, he was there oh, last yeah. year. I yeah. think he would have been the perfect person for that job. If he just stayed in New Orleans another year, literally he'd slide straight into that job and do what he's done in Detroit. Like uh, that's a, I think he's just I think. Uh, the two people they've interviewed so far are, um, well, they've requested to interview obviously Dennis Allen, who kind of deserves the job because he's had a great um, season with the defence, and um, Byron Leftwich, but obviously I think he's going to Jacksonville, so it's like, I don't know what's going on there. Oh, and the Lions DC as well, and that's like, that's it. <laughs> so I don't know what's going on there, but I was shocked. Sean Payton, I mean, he 
he is uh, he's going to be a hall of, hall of fame coach. I expect he's um, absolutely. Yeah, the things he's done with young quarterbacks. I mean, the the way he just turned Drew Brees' career around. He's made Jameis look all right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like Teddy Bridgewater looked really good. You know, in that time as well. Um, I think it's he's one of the best coaches in the league. Well, obviously he's not in the league anymore, but you know what I mean. And yeah, the Dallas one's interesting though because if he does come out of retirement, the Saints have had to trade him. So it'd be like Gronk and the Patriots for the Bucks. Because he's still under contract till twenty twenty four, right? Okay. So Dallas yeah. have to give out some picks to get go get him, mm-hmm. which would be interesting. We did come out of retirement, so maybe he waits till twenty four. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> maybe he'll try two or three years then. You know, Bruce Allen's went away, didn't he, for a couple of years? Yeah, CBS, yeah, CBS. Yeah, I think maybe he'll wait till that time and then go. You know, go with the. Um... Dallas Cowboys because he might give McCarthy a couple more years to prove himself, which I don't think will be at all the wise decision. But um, yeah, yeah, well, um, and I've got other news as well. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, as expected, yeah. has announced his retirement. Uh, what a player he was! I mean, he in the end of his career, he had two. He had uh, in eighteen seasons, he had two Super Bowl rings. He had 418 passing touchdowns, 165 wins, and eight AFC North titles. Uh, a truly exceptional player. Um, but whilst on whilst we're on that matter, um, we did talk about it last week with the two Freddies, uh, who are both Steelers fans. But um, I personally, I don't see. I think even with Mike Tomlin there, I, I think he could be. It depends who they bring in. Because I think if if they do go with either Dwayne Haskins or Mason Rudolph, I think this could finally be Mike Tomlin's first losing season. But yeah. <laughs> If anyone, I think Sean Payton proves that he got all those wins with Trevor Simeon and people like that, and Taysom Hill, who's not a quarterback in my opinion, to do all that with them shows how good he, good coach he is. And I think to get eight wins that one year with Devin Hodges and Mason Rudolph shows how good Tomlin is as a head coach. So I think they might still get winning season, but it would not shock me again if they do get a losing season. But big up, big Ben. He had a great career, and yeah, wish you all the best for your next ventures. Now, as I mentioned, we are doing the NFC. So let's take a trip down memory lane to the NFC Championship game. So the first game came on Saturday night or Sunday morning for us UK fans as the Green Bay Packers' number one overall seed lost 13-10 to the San Francisco 49ers. It was all going so well, but the crucial moment of this game was a blocked punt in the fourth quarter, I believe from Talono... um, Vulafanga, forgive my pronunciation, yeah. terrible. He blocked the he blocked the punt and it was returned for a touchdown. Um, and then they won with a field goal in the last second from Robbie Gold. In terms of the stats in this game, uh, neither quarterback Aaron Rodgers or Jimmy G had a passing touchdown, and no picks for Rodgers, but one pick for Jimmy G. Rodgers was sacked five times and had two hundred twenty-five yards. Garoppolo was um, sacked four times and threw for one hundred thirty-one yards. Once again, the running game was disappointing. Uh, only one rushing touchdown actually from AJ Dillon um, and he had 25 yards but then leading rusher with Elijah Mitchell with a lowly 53 and then receiving wise with good um, Aaron Jones led the way with 129 and Devontae Adams had 90 but neither got a touchdown and then defensively was where the game was was excellent stats wise Nick Bosa Rashawn Gary and Eric Armstead all had two sacks in this game for me when watching this game uh, it was also, it seemed all I mean it was, it was a bit tense but you never thought the Packers were going to lose it for most of that game. You know, they had the three and out. You know, you did jump. Jimmy G was playing badly, and you didn't think you know he's going to get a touchdown. And then that whole instant with the block, the block punt for me changed the entire game. And from that point, you were like, they aren't 
going to win this game. Fort Lions are going to win it. Um, what were your thoughts on, on this game overall? I mean, I was in like shock because like the Packers could have won that game by about three scores. Mm-hmm. If you if you the pure domination up until the block punt was you know the Packers were on top and yeah they didn't they didn't get it going offensively which is why they lost the game because their defense was playing lights out they you know holding the nice was it three points before that point it was it was just like that yeah, was I mean obviously especially the run game as well that's hard to stop the Niners run game you know the, with the bit part players coming in and I mean other than Debo who's probably one fair player in the NFL at this point <laughs> I love Debo Samuel honestly he's so good um and the fact, you know, he's the, he's the wide back, as he said, you know, you can play both wide receiver and running back. And it's just, yeah, it's, uh, I love Debo Samuel. But yeah, the Packers offense just, they had a groove, you know, they were out to the rhythm. And then something happened. <laughs> I can't tell you what happened, but like, midway through the game, something happened. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers just switched. And it was like, in this chance to win the game, that was, there was a chance where he, um, he right there, wait, he did the deep shot to Devontae Adams, who was, I think, triple covered or double covered. Mm-hmm. And it had, um, Alan Lazard on the crosser right in front of him and he was open and he missed the open Lazard and that cost ultimately cost the game. He could have, that That's so un-Aaron Rodgers-like that I don't know what happened there. That's what I mean. Like, it's like he swings switch in his brain. He just, you know, he's been... Other than the Saints game in you know, week one of the season, he's been lights out for two years. Other than that what, that game in week one where we, we thought the Packers looked dead. <laughs> Do you remember that game where the Saints absolutely... Destroy the Packers in week one, and it was just like, okay, what's happened to Aaron? Because he threw like four picks or something like that, and um, that was it was like Brad, that. Um, where's my um, so Cortez, he had no, he had no picks, no touchdowns, he had sort of um, zero of each, really. So, um, yeah, I don't know what happened. No, I meant in the um, in the, the New Orleans game, in oh, I see, sorry, oh, like, um, yeah, yeah, I that's fine. I can't actually remember, my mind's just completely. But, uh, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but no, it's um yeah, so in the New Orleans game in week one, it was that game where the Packer got absolutely I think they got blown out. Mm, um, and like that's 30, the only game thirty eight three or something like that, I wanna yeah, say. It was the only game in the two year stretch where Aaron Rodgers hasn't been on it in except from the second half against the Niners. So it's like something just happened where he missed that shot to Alan Lazard and it obviously going for Tommy Adams deep instead. And yeah, something completely changed. Oh, one thing I will say is special teams by both teams have been terrible all season. Oh, the Packers. Niners special team stepped up. <laughs> they stepped up when they needed it and won the game for the Niners, essentially. Like, I know there was a Robbie Gold field goal, but yeah, it, it just shows it was a mess, but it was playoff footwork is fine. It's thrilling and I'm happy for the Niners. I don't know if it about Jimmy Garoppolo being in the championship game again, but I, I enjoyed the result. I just, I don't know what happened with Aaron Rodgers and the Packers because they've been lights out for two years, basically. Yeah, I'm just thinking that on Aaron Rodgers, I think I want to go into this because um, I remember he, from what, all I've read, I've read books about all the Manning and Brady relationships. I've always read stuff about Manning's early career and it was a big thing I've been told in his early career that he couldn't win big games. I think Aaron Rodgers is obviously no much older than Manning was at the time. But looking at it's not yeah. like in terms of his postseason stats. I mean, back-to-back MVPs, it looks like, uh, would be his third or fourth overall now. Uh, but looking at, I saw this great stat actually saying that um, looking at the career postseason wins against NFC teams, Tom Brady has ten, Rodgers has ten, and <laughs> um, he spent Rodgers has spent fourteen years in the NFC, and Brady has spent two. So, so <laughs> it's not going to show 
the level of Brady in terms of how clutch he is. I think also Rogers is clearly talented. He's clearly a very the probably most talented player in our lifetime in terms of pure talent with the football. But mm. when it comes to the big games, it seems Rogers just seems to crumble. I, I know it's a team game, and I realise that it wasn't his fault for this loss. It was down to special teams, but. It's just Roger Rogers again has been let down by bad coaching with McCarthy. He's been let down in this game by by the special teams play. So it's it's a shame for him because he doesn't deserve to have this sort of personally he doesn't seem to have this tag associated associated with him that he loses bad he loses the big games. But then he is the quarterback and he is the main man, so he's got to take I suppose he yeah. has to take that along. I mean, looking at this now, looking at QBs with a better win percentage in the playoffs and Rogers, albeit a much smaller sample size, but Trent Dilfer's five and one. Uh, Nick Foles is four and two. Eli Manning eight and four. Flacco ten and five. Johnson four and three. All have better percentage of wins in the postseason than Rogers, who is eleven and ten. Um, so yeah, it doesn't look good for Rogers. But I'm I'm in no doubt that you know if you know if that hadn't that hadn't happened, they would have won that game without doubt. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny how um. <laughs> the Packers special teams. Remember we in the bar after the London Games? Yeah. Well, um, that's a good point. Yeah. I was watching this game yeah. in, in the exact same place. I watched it in the... Uh, oh, really? Oh, I'm right, really yeah. on the curse for kickers without well, Mason Crosby because <laughs> I've been there twice to watch games both times. The Packers kicking yeah. is terrible. It's just... I, I find it mad. I would just... Yeah, so we were in after London game. We were watching... The, I think it was... The, was it Bengals-Packers? Was Packers-Bengals, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was... Um, yeah, so they had the... the flurry of missed field goals towards the end of that game where it went yeah. into overtime and we were just there like, and we, I remember our reaction every single time was like oh okay it can't happen again surely it can't yeah. happen again surely and there was all these kickers and these missed kicks from McPherson and um, and uh, Mason Crosby obviously and it's like <laughs> it was just mental how um, how it just happened again like mm. how the Packers special team has let them down again yeah, yeah it's yeah. just they're the league's worst unit, but it, it, it obviously, but yeah, it's yeah. I don't understand how Mason Crosby still has a job because he's been like it for a few years now, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's funny how you, we obviously mentioned that game we watched together when he actually met for the first time in person after the London yeah. game. Um, obviously, that game was both McPherson and, and obviously Mason Crosby. Um, and it's funny how obviously the Packers kicking well, kicking not much, not not, not so much. But was it Crosby to the punt? It was someone else, wasn't it? Who did the punt? But no, it was him, whoever it was punting, and McPherson had a very different days on, on the weekend on that day. I watched yeah. McPherson. I think I saw some, I saw somewhere that they're actually sold out of McPherson jerseys. So I think Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously he's a big quotes come out that he said we're going to the Ace of Championship game before he's about to kick the winning goal. So he's clearly very confident in himself and very um good and under pressure. So um I think the Bengals have hit an absolute home run with with the last few years in, in their draft. So um yeah, fair play to the Bengals. And personally, um obviously we know we mentioned the NFC, but I mentioned the, the Bengals in the first bit. I so want to win. I really don't want the Chiefs going again. I really just want someone different winning the Super Bowl. Personally, even though he's only one, he's only won one, and he's very likable Mahomes. But uh, I just really want the Bengals to go all the way. Well, to get to the final at least, I'm still backing another team who did win on the weekend on the Sunday night as the um, Rams beat the Bucks 30 points to 27, which once again went down to a field goal, uh, the winning field goal from Matt Gay. 
Uh, of course, this game, if it wasn't for that game, the Bills Chiefs, this game would have been seen as one of the best games in recent memory. It just got overshadowed by that freaking game afterwards. Um, but in this game, obviously, the big story was that it was 27 3 in the third quarter to the Rams, but the Bucks brought it back to 27 27 with a Leonard Four net touchdown before Matt, the big moment. Matt Stafford's big throw down, down the uh, Cooper Cup, uh, got him a field goal range, and um, Matt Gay threw the winning field goal. Um, in terms of the stats in this game, both had very impressive performances. Matt Stafford had 366 yards, two touchdowns, zero picks, and was sacked twice, whereas Tom Brady threw for 329 yards, one touchdown, one pick, and three sacks. Um, again, the rush game, a lot of these games, bad rushing stats. I mean, Leonard Fournette led the way with 51 touchdowns, 51 well, touchdowns, that'd be, that'd be a great game, 51 yards and two touchdowns. And then Cam Akers had... 48 yards, but two fumbles. And then Cooper Cup had 183 yards with one touchdown. Mike Evans had 119 with one touchdown. And then Gronk with 85 and zero touchdowns. Um, I'll mention Brady and Gronk in a minute about their futures, but in terms of this game, I think for me, I will get, I think the Rams have to be worried about the way they, their defense handled second half because when it was, you know, when it was end of the first half, I mean, they could have been 27, three up a half time if it wasn't for that fumble by Cam Akers, but they came back second half, they got back lead again, and they got amazing defense, but that defense crumbled in the second half, and that has to be worried for the game on the weekend. They have to be careful because the 49ers have proved that they, they beat the Cowboys at the underdogs, they beat the Packers at the underdogs, they're definitely underdogs for this game, even though quite a few are having them as the winners in this game. So they're they're no um they're no slouches and I mean they got amazing defense themselves and Matt Stafford I know he's won two games but he's still you know it's still that lot of pressures coming on him you know with being home Super Bowl um they in fact they got all in on him and OBJ and Von Miller and haven't haven't had a first round draft pick in in a few years and a few years more they are going all in and he's got a lot of pressure to try and go this a big difference going from the underdogs in Detroit to the absolute favorites of this game in the Rams. So, yes, be careful. And um, for the Bucks as well, I thought I, they, they were my pick for the whole year. And I, I think you said the same thing when you came on the first time round. Um, and I think for them, I do think if they had all their players available, they would have won this game if they had, you know, Antonio Brown. But um, for other reasons, he's not there. But if they had Chris Godwin, I think they it may be a different story for the Bucks. But oh, well, I'm not too upset because I don't like the same, win, same team winning it twice in a row, and that is your own. So, um, yeah, what, what, what were your thoughts on on this game overall? Um, mental. <laughs> I don't think I'm to that about all the games. Yeah, but it was just, yeah, it was. I put a tweet out when before they scored the touchdown to make it twenty-seven to three. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if they make it twenty-eight to three? And obviously, because the Patriots Falcons scoring yeah, was Brady's yeah. comeback in the Super Bowl, um, Super Bowl fifty. I think that was fifty-one. I think yeah, fifty-one. Yeah, yeah, fifty-one. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, it wouldn't be funny, it'd be 28-3, to 3 and, uh, and it got, Brady comes back again, as a joke. And it looked like that way, yeah, it looked like, it, honestly, I was like, whoa, I put it in the future, obviously it was 27-3, to 3, but I was like, no, no way, this is happening again. And, yeah, I was watching it with my dad, my, me and my, my, my dad switched off, he started watching um, a Book of Boba Fett episode just halfway through, because he was like, okay, I just, what? uh... What? I, How could he leave that? <laughs> it's Tom Brady. Yeah, you got, you yeah so he just, like... When it was four scores, he's like, okay, I'm just going to go watch um, that on Disney+. Plus. So he's like, and then he was just there, sat watching it on his phone. And I was like, dad, dad, you might want to watch this. You might want to watch this. Just watch, watch, watch. And then, yeah, it, the fourth quarter hit and it was like, okay, they're three scores down. This ain't happening. And then 
fumble after fumble after fumble. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, and it was also it was clutch players as well. Like it was Cooper Cup. Like he's mm. yeah. It's unreal. It, it, the playoffs. Yeah, the playoffs just happen like that sometimes, and it's just mm. and Acres. I mean, Acres had two, but I. I was surprised that Cam Akers featured as much as he did because he's just come back from his injury. Mm. Obviously, it's a big one. And he was sharing the carries like half and half with Sonny Michel the week before because when I was doing my preview for full 10 yards, I was like, okay, I wonder how the running back um, room is going to go because uh, Daryl Henderson was activated off IR that week as well. I didn't think he'd be back for that game, although I kind of had a little bit of optimism. That's what I wrote in the thing. I was like, um, okay, so I'll be interested to see what happens to Sonny Michel. And then I didn't think Akers would feature as much as he did. And I was like, okay. Where's Sony Michelle? Because <laughs> he did. I think he had like three or four rushing attempts. I think. I think he, he, he might. You know, I don't even know. I can't even remember how many he had. But it was just acres, acres, acres. But he, he's good. He's yeah, honestly. I can see why. Yeah, he's other than obviously the two fumbles. But uh, yeah, I'm worried about the Rams defense as well. To answer your question, yeah, because they they did choke. Um, Von Miller is has been crucial, and um, obviously Aaron Donald. He's best player in the league in my Absolute opinion <laughs> he's so <laughs> goddamn good uh yeah and jalen ramsey as well although he got beat by mike evans on mm, that yeah. yeah i was like yeah. whoa the jane did that just happen to jalen ramsey i was like well you know, i'm not used to it it's like no. it kind of looked like um when xavier howard gets beat sometimes obviously he's more he looked like that because i'm so used to like oh, okay but he can come down with the ball as well that's i was like okay that's not really like jalen ramsey that um but no so um yeah i was stafford he two weeks in a row now he's silenced people, which I'm very happy about because they're like, oh, he can't win a big game, even though he's been in shootouts. But obviously he was in Detroit, and that's a completely different situation. There. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> he started lights out, then he had that tell um, towards the end of the season where he threw a pick and like every game or like nine straight games or something like that. Which is, yeah, I, it was all, the last ten games he threw some of them, but I think it was the second most highest. Or the, yeah, second, I think the second highest or first highest the whole season, um, like the highest or something. Um, INTs. Or, and turnovers, right? Well. He had a few fumbles as well, Stafford did. So I think it might be some of the most turnovers. But yeah, he did turn over the football a lot um, towards the end of the season. Luckily, his start of the season was fine. But I, I I thought Stafford would be good. I didn't think he'd be able to beat Brady mm. in as clutch of a situation as that was. You know, it, everything well. was on him. Yeah, everything was on him. Yeah, exactly like you said, in Tampa. And I was like, okay, can you step up in this situation? Your team's kind of let you down here. Can you win the game for him? Get him in a championship game? Yes, you can. Why well, Matt Stafford? Yeah, you know? <laughs> I think we all we. I think and I think unless you're a fan of teams who arrivals are around, I think you can't help but one Matt Stafford to do well because you could yeah. all, you could all see when he's at Detroit that you know he came as one one overall pick after time at Georgia, and you, you could see for his whole time that he was carrying that team. He was the reason why that team wasn't you know wasn't a lot worse. And I think it's so nice to see him. You know, he's gone to a team now where he may be able to finally get that ring. I mean, I, I still think even if they get to the final, they'll they'll probably lose. I think they'll lose to whoever they whoever they play, particularly a team in red. Uh, but I, yeah. I, you have to you have to want him to do well because he's a very likable guy. He's very he's very down to work. You can't really and obviously he's very fun to watch um, as well. But looking at the stats, he was third highest in the regular season for passing yeah. yards, um, looking at touchdowns. I think only him and Brady uh, had 40 or more touchdowns. I think Brady, I believe, led the way. Let's have a look. Yeah, he had 43. Stafford had 41. But looking at the interceptions, I believe he might be first. Yeah, he is. He's tied for number for most yeah. of the season. But can you guess who he's tied with? Uh, Tannehill. 
Tannehill is, is kind of, um, he has fourteen, so he's like Oh, okay. Is it uh I don't know, actually. Okay, I'll give you a clue. Sure. Um so with fifteen inceptions, you've got Josh Allen, weirdly, uh, and Taylor Heineke. Um but yeah, the okay. number one the um the tied number one interception leader uh plays in the AFC South. Uh Oh, uh, when? No, it wasn't. Where, where we went? Oh, oh Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, yeah Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Trevor I was like, Lawrence. I was like, I mean, it wouldn't be because, yeah, he's been careful for the football for once. So I was like, no, it wouldn't be. And obviously, Davis Mills barely played. So, yeah, it would have been Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, he's Davis there. Mills, I reckon, would have been the second best callback from that rookie class this year. I genuinely reckon. Yeah, I think it's really good. Fields was uh, hit and miss. Um, obviously, um, Trey Lance that never really played. Kellen Mond's never played as, um, what's the name? Uh, Mike Zimmer likes to tell you as well in the final week. But David Mills hasn't been, <laughs> he hasn't been like the same sort of, he hasn't been as prolific as Mac Jones. But I think, you know, for that team they've had, I suppose they sat Kelly, to be honest, because I think he did an all right job. That team at times looked good, but it was, again, at times. So, um, but yeah, yeah, I was surprised by that. Yeah, I was surprised. I mean, I, everyone was shocked that he was their first pick of the whole draft in the third round. I mean, the whole the yeah. situation still raw at the time. Uh, so it was a shock, but I think that was a sign that maybe he's that guy for the future. I was going to say, are you still Herbert over Burrow, by the way? No. Or are you switching <laughs> no. that now? I was no. going to say, because last time I was like, oh, yeah, you were surprised I was Burrow over Herbert. And I was like, no, trust me, Burrow's better. And then yeah, I, I knew, I knew, I knew it. I yeah, just, yeah. There's something Burrow... about Burrow that's, yeah, it just, he is very, like, he's so self-assured. And, you know what I mean? Like, he's the same about him that Dude, makes I'll you want to root I... for him. I would say this in part one, he's way too cocky. He's way too, for some reason, <laughs> he's way too confident for himself. So, um, see, I like that because I quite I like the fact that Aaron Rodgers is the same thing. Like, they're probably two of my favorite quarterbacks in the league, him and Aaron Rodgers. I just, yeah. I don't know, I kind of like that in a quarterback. It's better than, I don't know, maybe not, but <laughs> I love Joe Burrow, <laughs> such a good player, man. So, um, let's head to our predictions for the NFC West, yeah. West <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah, um, obviously, in this game. I mentioned before that I was worried about the Rams' defence. I think that the 49ers have been excellent, and I do think I've put them down as winning this game. I've got the 49ers to win. I think they're a bad matchup for a lot of teams because you know, you've got that double threat of Debo Samuel. He can be a running back or a wide receiver. You know, when Jimmy G, when he's asked to throw the ball, uh, most of the time he, he does what he's asked to do. And then their mm-hmm. running game is excellent, but their defence is going to win in this game. I think that um, there's, there's concerns over you know, one of the... Uh, I think it was left tackle, I think. Uh, the position that Andrew Whitworth covers, you know, he's not there. Uh, there's concerns over that. So I'm, I want the Rams to win the whole thing. Um, but yeah, probably them more than the Bengals. But I really want the Rams to win. Um, I, I really do, I, what I really want is the Chiefs not to win. But I do think if the 49ers win, it'll be a terrible Super Bowl because it'll just be run. Sam mentioned it in the, in the first half, run, 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 where I think if you get the Rams, you know, in, in the Super Bowl with against either the Chiefs or the Bengals, I think it's going to be a much better game. Uh, and with that halftime show, it's, it's, um, it's, it'll be a much better, much better show. But I just think that I've got it down as 2017 to uh, the 49ers. Uh, I think it'll be a very good I think, I think the 49ers are going to limit the Rams. Like with the Packers, they're going to limit their um, their sort of offensive productivity. But I do think that, that the key to this game for the Rams is Odell Beckham Jr. because Cup's been the main guy. Mm-hmm. Everyone targets him. I think Beckham's the one. He's been so good in the last few weeks. He's proved me wrong completely. And I think he's if they're going to win this game, it's down to him. 
Um, and I think also the 49ers, if Jim G has a bad day, I mean, he had a bad day on the weekend and still won, but I think that that can't happen all the time. I think at some point it's got to be a, a limit to how bad he can play to keep winning games. But I do have the thought, I think that the momentum's there with the 49ers. I think they've had two big wins there. They had the three playoff games, if you count the last day of the season, against the Rams. Shanahan seems to have McVay's number. It's six in a row wins against them, albeit the last yeah. win probably fraudulent because it's not really, the Rams weren't really properly in the game. I don't think they also they were looking towards the future games and the 49ers had it, had it all to play for. But I just think the selling about the 49ers, I think they're going to do it. I think the Rams, you know, I think they've gone all in, but I just fear that it's suddenly it's going to crumble, it's going to crumble all coming down for the Rams. And I just think as well, just for me, going back to the thing about Shanahan, I think for that reason alone, I've got the Rams, so the 49ers winning this game 20 points to 17. How are you seeing this game and what's your prediction, Sam? See, it's an interesting one because remember that start when it was like Sean McVay was unbeaten and when leaving leaving at halftime as a coach. I think it was until the Diners game, the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was, yeah, yeah, yeah. The last two games, uh, well, I'm actually saying that now, other than the Cardinals game, but two of the last three weeks, that has come under threat because they were, had a big lead against the Niners in the first one, when they came back and went to overtime week 18. Yeah. And then last week, that, that was a massive lead and it came down to the last play of the game, basically, again. So... That's interesting how he, he's had this thing for so long where it's like, okay, get a lead, half-time, and you know, he, he's probably the best coach in the league, league of a lead. Last two, last two, or three, uh, two of the last three games, complete opposite. They've been, you know, it's been edge-of-the-seat edge moments for the Rams. So that's something to watch. Um, I'm picking the Niners too. <laughs> the Niners too, yeah. Yeah, it was 0-6 against uh, Shanahan lately, which is a big thing. I think he's... Three and ten, or three and seven, or something. You know, he's won three, but yeah, he's a big losing record against uh, Carl Shanahan. Shows Sean McVay. Um, as much as I prefer Stafford, and I think he's a way better quarterback than Garoppolo. The running game, it can be anyone. You know, it could be Elijah Mitchell. Or, you know, a- a- anyone can have a hundred yard game like that for the Niners, and it's so scary. You just don't want to face up against the line. If Trent Williams is good. The Niners are definitely is good to go. Sorry, uh, the Niners are definitely going to win this game easily. If if not, okay, maybe not because he's the best left tackle in football. But um, yeah, the defense Nick Bosa being back is huge. He's literally that defensive line. Um, it's just, it, I mean, Fred Warner's had a great year as well at linebacker. Yeah. You, there are so many players in that not in both in both teams. It's hard to sort of point you know matchups and stuff because it's like oh, hang on a minute. So, <laughs> Debo, but like, who's going to cover him? Because he can play anywhere. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's so like, hard to cover. Are you going to play Jalen Ramsey at linebacker? Do you know what I mean? You've got, you just got to, it's going to be interesting. And it's probably how uh, Shanahan can sort of take advantage of McVeigh because he, he knows his scheme is set up because obviously the, the three of them, him and um, the two of them, the floor were in Washington. Uh, obviously with Mike Shanahan and it's like they know each other so well the offence is pretty much the same um, although Shanahan likes to run the ball more than they and Lafleur do um, it, yeah, it's it's weird how and Kingsbury as well the fact that he knows him as well it's like it's on all, the NFC West is mental um, but I just yeah it, it will be the Niners my Super Bowl pick as well Niners Chiefs I think it'll be exactly the same as cool. I think your- it will be li- What's your score prediction for this game? Sorry to oh, yeah, you. that's what I was going to say as well. Yes, yeah, so I was going to get on to that. So it will probably be 
San Francisco 27, then the Rams 24. So I think it'll be a field goal in it, but I think the Niners have got this game in the back of their hand. Like it is, it, it's theirs to lose just because of how they've outplayed the Rams mm. so many times. Yeah, yeah. Know, six times in a row, basically. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think they've definitely got the momentum on their side. Um, you mentioned Nick Bosa. He's one of the candidates, I think, for this award. And that's something we haven't discussed on this podcast yet. I think this is one of the first years where it's really unclear who's the favourite for comeback player of the year. Obviously, last year it was Alex yeah. Smith. That was the most obvious one ever. year before that, it was pretty clear Tannehill was probably going to win it. But this year, I think that was probably a, a contender until that game against the 49ers. Um, I don't know whether, I think they vote in the regular season, so he may still get it. Clearly, the Cowboys well. Um, you know, I think Nick Bosa has been so mentioned after his injury last year, same as Joe Burrow. Um, someone I want to mention personally, I think um friend of the show, Steve, has told me this, and he made a great point. Cordell Patterson, is he a shout for comeback player? Yeah. So I think he, mostly he <laughs> goes to the injury categories, but I think the fact he's resurrected his career this year under Arthur Smith at the Falcons, I think... He personally would be my choice for comeback player of the year for that reason. Um, who would you go for as your comeback player of the year? That's a good shout. I picked him up on fantasy just before the uh, the Jets-Falcons game in London. Oh, I was like, okay, yeah, he's going to do well. And then I kept him the whole entire... I mean, I got yeah. him, I got the number one seed in one of those leagues. I mean, I lost it in the first round of the playoffs, but that, was, that wasn't great. But like, he got me the number one seed in my championship. And I was like, thank you, Cordero Patterson. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, he was he was unreal. And um, yeah, Arthur Smith's done great of him. He's plays a similar role to Debo, obviously, doesn't he? You know, they can play on the backfield, play out wide as well. Um, but yeah, my comeback player of the year probably would be Dak, just because that injury was severe. And I know obviously there's there's Nick Bose and everything, but uh, yeah, I think they always tend to lean towards quarterbacks as well. So I think most likely will yeah. be Dak. But um, yeah. Yeah, and he's a cowboy. Shout out to Nick Bosa because that was rough as well. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Nick but... Bosa is a good shout. He's been excellent all for the playoffs as well. Um, but yeah, just before we do head off, um, I'll just go through, I'll recap our whole predictions episode. So in part one, we saw myself pick a 30-17 win for the Chiefs. We saw Andre pick a 23-10 win for the Chiefs. Uh, George on sports, he picked a 33-3 win for the Bengals. And Sam didn't give us a score, but he gave us a Bengals win by a field goal. And then in the 49ers against the Rams, I said 20-17 to the 49ers. And Sam also did 49ers, and it was 27-24 he went for. Um, so that has been our podcast, our AFC and NFC divisional round and championship game preview. So thank you, Sam, for um, being on the pod this week, and thank you for coming in That's all right. <laughs> the last minute as well for our, um, our Nick Foles role of the week. But um, before we go, we are coming back next week, with a, or two weeks' time, I should say, with a massive episode, Super Bowl preview. We're aiming to have a fan from each team on this pod, so obviously likely going to be two guests we've not had before we've not had a fan of either team on the pod yet we've not confirmed who our guest is yet we're going to get sound bites from all our guests this year who have been on the pod giving us their Super Bowl predictions and I'm hoping for a few special guests to also feature in sound bites along the way so do catch us in probably a week and a half time maybe four or five days before the game starts we'll get you the, the, the big Super Bowl preview whoever it is whether it's the Chiefs or the Bengals whether it's the Rams or the 49ers and we hope to bring you a massive preview show, which I'm hoping you'll all enjoy. So I've been your host, Andy. This has been Sam. And this was Andre, George and Sam. And we'll see you next time.